Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Beckler and Shauna podcast, your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes, offering affordable customization on your new home. It is Wednesday, February 21st, 2024. I am Shauna Beckler, was here today. He just had to run a family emergency. Uh, McKenna, his wife, wasn't feeling so well, so he left a little bit early. Uh, he is in this podcast, though, in full form. Uh, everything is still involving him. He just kind of left uh, right before we had to do this little intro to get into things here. So don't worry. Hopefully he will be back tomorrow. Uh, hopefully McKenna is feeling better by tomorrow as well. There's just some awful sicknesses going on right now. Like just awful. So many lingering colds and people I know who have flus and oh man, what is going on? Anyway, uh, McKenna, I hope you're feeling better. Uh, let's just jump right into it here. Despite Beckler having to leave early, we still had a really fun show. Um, so coming up, we've got some more real bad mans that we've interjected into some songs for you. We talk about how to get people out of your house early if you're having a party, how to tell them that they should leave. Canada is encountering a problem that we haven't in a very long time. So Beckler and I have a way to potentially solve that. And I have a new skill that I'm going to display coming up on this podcast as well. All of this after your out-of-context clip of today's show. To tape a raw puss to your... To your nips, man. I don't get it. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. There was an article in Bloomberg just recently about how Canada is taking in so many immigrants that our gender balance in the country is actually being skewed. Okay. So, um, we now have more men in certain age groups uh, than we have before. Oh, perfect. And it's... <laughs> Great for the single ladies sure, there. It sure is. I guess, so I was reading a bit about this, and they said in developed economies, typically it skews slightly female yeah, because women tend to live longer. Mm-hmm. It's like well, four years average, four years longer on average, which yep. is a gap that no one's really concerned about closing. Um, but because of the rate of immigration and because many immigrants are young guys looking for better opportunities, we now have 144,000 more young men in the 25 to 44 age group in Canada when it used to be like basically equal. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So that's a, that's a big difference in a short amount of time. Again, I like this, but yeah. So, I mean, our immigration rate is such that Canada is becoming a bit of a sausage party. (laughs) We're turning into a sausage party in this country. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, come on down to Uncle Canada's Canadian Sausage Fest, where we've got so many men, we don't know what to do with them. We've got small men, big men, burly men, girly men. Tall men, short men, fat men, thin men. Bald men, hairy men, shaved men, waxed men. Gay men, straight men, men who don't really know. We've got brown men, black men, white men, pasty white men. New men, pre-owned men. Certified pre-owned men. And for a limited time, get yourself into a new man at 0.9% financing with no money down OAC. Not satisfied with your man, your money back guaranteed. So come Come on down to Uncle Canada's Canadian Sausage Fest, where we've got so many men, we're passing them on to, to you. you. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. So I don't know if you recall Beckler, but I, I saw a pair of tap shoes a long time ago, and they were really cheap. 
and I decided that I wanted them, I thought. And I was like, why not get a little back into tap dancing? Because I, long time ago when I was a child, I, I tap danced. I was pretty surprised to learn that in I, itself. Most people don't know that I was a big tap dancer. Here's the thing. I was actually fairly good. Problem is I could never remember the routines. So when it came to trying to perform, because my memory is awful, as you know, I, I never could remember. Well, so And you got a set of dogs on you. Like, you make fun of my wife's feet, but I yours are about the same. Flappy like, feet are you wearing me. these tap shoes right now? I am, yeah, yeah. Can I, I already them? have them on. Yeah, take a little look-see at these. Yeah. Look at those. I know. They actually make my feet look a little smaller than my normal shoes, to be honest. So look at these things, Fancy. though. They're super nice and fairly new. Anyway, so I, tried them out yet? I've been practicing them out a little bit in the condo, which... I'm sure the neighbors love that. I'm sure everybody <laughs> loves that, right? I live beneath a tap dancer? Yes. Yes, the worst case. But I was thinking, I was like, this, maybe I could, you know, maybe I could get to fiddling and tap dancing at the same time, doing a little, well, okay, hold let's, on. Yeah, let's get a... I don't know if you'll be able to hear this on the mic, but here, I, I have been practicing, so here we go, okay? Oh, no, about to fall over. Hold on. Wow. Jeez, it's like, it's like Come Michael on. Flatley's in the yeah, studio with us. Hold, can you hear it yet? That is something. Oh, yeah. You just little tap a little bit. I've, how many, I've been working on How many years of tap did you take? Just like a couple. Ah. Okay. But there was like the heel that ball is. change and the, the paradiddle. <laughs> heel ball change. Paradiddle. You're, you're, <laughs> heel ball change. Okay, paradiddle. Look at you. Thank you. Wow. I don't know. I like That's something. If I could do that and fiddle at the same time, I could maybe hire myself out, you know, if I keep practicing. That would be quite a show. I, I've only practiced a couple times so far. I maybe <laughs> need to get on this a little more. You're also on like what Teflon over there, which yeah, probably is not the ideal. Best. What is the best tap dancing surface? Is it's it an it like actual a hardwood? hardwood floor, which we don't have here. Okay. We've carpeted that over, which is too Why don't bad. You but tap dance us out of here again, okay, Sean. Okay. Dance, dance, wherever you may be. I am the Lord of the dance, and he and I'll lead you all wherever you may be. And look at you. <laughs> and Shauna podcast. I saw that classic meme posted yesterday. It goes around every year yes. around this time of year, showing the true seasons of Alberta. Yes. And how this is what's known as fool spring. <laughs> I, I think that's such a great joke. I've always loved that joke. I know. You have you are a big fan of that joke. Fan it of is that it's joke. a joke. It's a good joke. Fool spring. Fool spring. Do you yeah. think this is the end of winter? You fool. You idiot. <laughs> we will definitely be having more of that. Yeah. You, you gotta fool. You gotta push that hope down. Yeah. Where you're like, oh, this is this is lovely. What if? It's a nice little break. What if? Okay, but it's no. still only February twenty first, so we are not done with winter. And yet. then we're not out of the woods yet. We're as not they say. out of the woods yet. And then someone will okay. remind you that March is typically the snowiest month in Calgary. Yes, yes, that will happen as well. Yep. 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 It's all about programming and conditioning yourself for more winter yet to come. Then you're not surprised when it happens. You're not bummed out. You're yep. expecting it. Yes, just mentally prepare for it. Look ahead. Know that this is full spring. You'll be good. You fool. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I'm sure by now you've seen the octopus that was tossed on the ice during the Detroit Calgary game. Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> That was on the weekend, right? Yeah. <laughs> the dude who brought it in has now revealed some photos as to how he did it, right? So he has those photos of him, and he taped a raw octopus to his chest. I'm guessing he's a Red Wings fan, right? He's a Red Wings okay, fan. Okay, because that's and their tradition, right? And of course, this right? is a tradition that has gone on for quite some time. But I look at this dude, and I'm just like... <laughs> he taped a he, raw octopus to his taping chest. taping... A, a, a squid to your nipples, man. Like, I don't fully understand this. He seems pretty proud of it as well. And then he was like uh, proudly displaying the ticket he got for illegally smuggling this in and throwing it over the ice as well. He got a ticket for that? I guess he got a ticket for it as What's well. What's the ticket? I don't know. 
for 150 bucks for octopus tossing. octopus. For puss tossing. For puss tossing. You can't be tossing puss at the dome. No. Okay? Everybody knows that. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably what it says right on the, uh, you can't be doing that. I just find it very strange. You know, of all the things that you do as a passion project for yourself and for the tradition of a team, like going to all of that just to, <laughs> to tape a raw puss to your to your nips, man. I don't get it. This like, one, I'm, I'm fully, I don't get it. When you're standing in line to yes. enter the dome to go through the metal detectors and you can feel this raw octopus yeah. on your skin and dripping down, yeah. you're like, what am I doing with That's myself? Honestly, <laughs> like, would you not be? And then you're, it smells like fish. Like the uh, raw octopus doesn't smell good. <laughs> Jeez, I hope they don't have an octopus You're just detector freaking, here. Oh, my Lord. I hope they're not scanning for puss. Yeah, can, you, can you imagine if someone's like, sir, <laughs> we, detect, we detect there's a puss on your chest. You're no. going to have to come with us, okay? Nobody calls octopus puss no, either. This is something this that we're just doing. 100% but. the way that we call it an opus. Yeah, an opus. <laughs> an eight puss. Sir, oh, do you have an okay. opus <laughs> taped to your chest? No? Yes. No? No. no. Sir. I also like eight puss. I'm going to try these all out. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. A friend was talking about a lake monster. It supposedly lives in a lake in northern Saskatchewan called Turtle Lake. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'd, uh, I'd, been, the, I'd been to Turtle Lake before. And this, yep. The description of this lake monster isn't too different from other legendary lake monsters. It seemed like every, every, every lake has a lake monster, right? It's essentially the Loch Ness Monster of all the lake. Yeah. They all look the same. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I, I dated a girl who had a cabin at Turtle Lake. I wonder if she was the Turtle Lake Monster. Whoa. Good joke. awful. Good joke. Bad joke. Um, bad, bad joke. <laughs> your family has a cabin on a lake mm-hmm. in Ontario. Does it have a lake monster? No. No. Not that we know of. It's a really, really deep lake, though, so it's shocking that there's no yeah. discussion of this. Uh, there has been some horrifyingly disgusting-looking fish found in the bottom of that lake, mm-hmm. and so it's basically Lake Monster. Monsters, but not any like you have the rumblings of like oh you have to see this you should start one you should, should start a actually. rumor about that right give it a hundred years and it'll oh, be local should. legend yeah most of the time it's just like they're they're sturgeon right they're really old gross sturgeon yeah. that someone saw it's like yeah. yeah that kind of is a lake monster mm-hmm. i understand Our that. lake has a few of those and people have pictures of them and it is horrifying on that note shauna yes what is the goat of mythical creatures oh like if we're if we're if we're including things like the Loch Ness monster, um, my kids are not going to like this discussion when they listen to the podcast later tonight when they're trying to go to sleep. It's going to freak them out. Um, Bo saw a, a video on YouTube. It was one of these like I think hoax videos where someone had claimed to, to found found a mermaid washed up on a beach. Oh yeah, and he didn't like that. That's so. fair. Mermaids are pretty magical, but it would yeah you don't want to see one live. That would creep you right out. Oh, would it ever? Yeah, I mean unicorns would be right up there, right? Okay. Those are amazing mythical creatures for sure. First one I thought of was Bigfoot. Oh. The Sasquatch. Yeah. Yeti in Asia. The incredible thing about that is it seems like so many different parts of the world, so many different cultures have some version. Of Bigfoot? Of a giant hominid. A giant hairy yeah. human-like creature. It's also weird. The fat, Yeah, like independent mm-hmm. of each other. They all have this story. So I mean, your wife, she's got big feet, so. I don't think it's her. <laughs> she's... <laughs> Last time we talked about big feet, we didn't bring up your wife. I was like, I don't want to offend her, uh, but this time I had to. It was right there. There are some really cool Canadian legends. Like I, I read a book recently about um, the Traverse Spine creature out in Labrador, which is again one of these like big hairy. You can't say that's the goat though. I haven't even heard of it. No, I mean, that's but it's cool, like it's but... like a Sasquatch. It's okay. like a Bigfoot. Okay. Um, I mean, there's like chupacabra. Yeah. 
The Phoenix. When they go, the Phoenix. Phoenix is badass. Phoenix Centaurs. Is super badass. I mean, do you, like, are we going all the way to dragons and stuff? I was about to say like, that would be the goat if it was going like dragon must be the goat. Yeah, I guess if we're going like if we're expanding the that. definition of mythological creatures, there's like cryptids, yes. you know, like with the ones that people believe are actually still around. Yeah, and yeah. then there's the ones like the, I don't think anyone believes that dragons and unicorns are still around. Well, oh, um, maybe there are pl- there are places maybe. in Europe who are very superstitious about like fairies and stuff. Too, oh, right? good point. Yeah, and they believe that you know trolls live and oh, okay. So, I mean, okay, yeah, a uh, troll would be another one for sure. Probably would be the dragon if we're going to go that that broad. Okay, so if we okay, so we've I mean that's pretty obvious. So if we take that out, then and ones that people truly believe in, would it be the Sasquatch? Maybe the Sasquatch. Yeah, you're right because every culture does have something similar. Yeah, which is kind of freaky. And like if you listen to some of the old Inuit legends about mm-hmm. like a race of giant people that are now extinct up north. Yeah, there's a lot of detail. It's just. You with your shirt off, you know. <laughs> oh, another good joke. Oh, good bad. jokes today. Wow. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. A friend of mine, Beckler, is having her 40th birthday party this week. And uh, so it's happening on Friday. And you know what I love? There's an invite. First of all, the party starts at 6 p.m. Nice and early. We nice like that. We like early. Us. We get up really early. I mean, we wake up at 3 a.m. So when it starts at 6, I'm like, I respect that. But also, it ends at 11 p.m. It has an end time. There is an end time on the invite. At 11 o'clock p.m., the party ends, and I also respect the hell out of that. Like a little kid's birthday. Yeah. We'll Honestly. Be, we'll be going to the trampoline park from 3 till 5. That's it. And then <laughs> you all go home five. and get the frig out, okay? And she's doing this, and it's it's hosted at her condo, so I guess she just wants to end it at 11, and she wants everybody out by then. And I was like, I respect, I really do. I'm just curious how she's going to go about doing that. Like, how do you actually get people out at that time you know do you just stop the music and say hey everybody out out i just start subtly cleaning up when i'm ready oh, to end okay. the party yeah, that's a, get, that's... The, get the vacuum out so no one can talk anymore here's the thing back there are a lot of people who do not take those cues no right? that's like, true you know there's people who are if you did not actually physically kick them out of your house they would be there till the next day for sure so i don't know I mean, could you flicker like the lights on and off like your kindergarten teacher does? <laughs> like everybody clean up, start singing the song. Everybody clean up, clean up. The, the thing about having an end time to your social engagement mm-hmm. is that you have like a set end time. You have to be careful because you can stray into the territory where it's a little weird. Yeah. Um, a family friend of mine was invited over to someone's house for coffee from 7 till 7.45. Okay, that's all. And she was just like, so 45 minutes only and then I have to leave? That's really like, funny. That's... <laughs> On that was weird, hand, isn't it? Okay, it is weird. I do respect it, though. I would never do it because it would be, but sometimes you do. You truly have a finite amount of time. And you're like, I, I only want to spend, or it's a person that you would like to limit your intake of time with, right? You're like, I can handle an hour, and then I need to go. Especially if you have friends that will stay forever. Yes. Because we do have some friends that some they'll friends. stay till five if you allow them to stay till five. And that's that's a little long. They will fall asleep standing up before they will willingly exit that door. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. We got a couple of messages after that. Uh, Van mentioned, he said, hey, you can always just tell your guests that, oh, isn't it amazing how time flies when you're having fun? Can you believe you've already been here for three hours, 23 minutes and 45 seconds? 
which is true. It's totally true. Uh, also, there are people who are saying, well, it could be a condo kind of um, curfew if it's at one of those common condo rooms, which is also a possibility. And someone else was like, sometimes it's medications or people just, you know, don't want to go out beyond a certain time. And I was like, I absolutely agree. And I, again, I'm not faulting having an end time to a party. I think it's genius and I actually think it should happen more. We're always so... We're too nice sometimes, right? And sometimes if you want to wrap up a party and you just, you don't know how to tell people to get out, we should be totally fine with telling our close friends, get the frig out, okay? I want to go to bed. Really? It should be more of a thing. We need to be more honest with one another. There's other times where, you know, you maybe do want to stay out all night and that's totally fine as well. And for those that do want to continue on, you could probably just walk down the street and keep going somewhere else, right? You could just leave the person's condo and continue the night elsewhere. There's many, many options. We could also go back to your Shane Holmes home and uh, continue the party there because guess what? They have next level soundproofing where no one is going to hear you. It is unbelievable when we did this test uh, with them. We did the yell proof test where essentially Beckler and I were screaming on the top of our lungs, banging the drums, doing all kinds of stuff right next door to one another. And with those duplexes, you honestly cannot hear a thing from next door. So it is phenomenal. Shane Holmes, of course, you can find more information on Shane Holmes on their website, shanehomes.com. Shane Holmes, the better way to build. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Hey, you want to toss Real Badman into a few more movie clips? Sure Shauna? do. Yeah. Real Badman. <laughs> our new favorite. Uh, our new favorite little claw, your drop, uh, what rather. Do you, what do you have? Uh, let's kick up with this one here. My mom always said life was like a box of real Badman. <laughs> You never know what you're going to get. Right? Yeah. Jeez, I opted for a couple of Tom Hanks selections as well. I have. Now, you wouldn't believe it if I told you that I could run like the wind blows. From that day on, if I was going somewhere, I was a real bad man. <laughs> okay, what about this one here? <laughs> a real bad man. My God, he's talking Real bad man. <laughs> really dramatic scene, but it kind of changes. E.T. Yeah. wants to phone the real bad oh, man. Oh, man, here's my other Tom Hanks. Uh, this is Houston. Uh, say again, please. Houston, we have a real bad man. <laughs> they got one up on the spaceship there. They got a, we got a sure do. real bad man. Of course, this one, clock. Hasta la vista. Real bad man. I mean, you know, you got to go with that one. And you know I'm not doing this without doing a Lord of the Rings clip, right? Oh. No man can kill me. Die now. I am no man. I'm a real bad man. I got one more. Uh, a little quick musical one as well. Come with me and you'll be... In a world of real bad man. <laughs> uh, real and Shauna podcast. I looked really uncool yesterday, Beckler. Um, I was driving into a parkade, and it was one of those where you have to take the ticket for the gate to open types. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that, so I drove a little too far forward. And then, of course, I looked back and I was like, I can't reach the ticket now. And I'm 
Then there was somebody behind me, so I couldn't back up. Oh, no. So I then had to be that person. So I first, of course, tried to reach out the window for it. Still couldn't reach. <laughs> I was like, oh, for God's sake. And then I had to open the door, and I had to go back, and I had to grab the ticket. And the whole way, of course, I can't even make eye contact with the driver behind because nope. I know uh, full shame, full shame mode as I then slink back into my car and I go. I think we recently had a can't look cool doing that was somewhat related to this. And it was when you drive a piece of crap car and your window doesn't roll down. Yes, that was also me. That was you, right? Because you can't go through the drive through. It was frozen. My window was frozen right. at that point, And I didn't realize until I was already too deep into the drive through and again, couldn't back out of it. So I had to open the door then as well. You have to get like right out of your vehicle to order and then right out of your vehicle yeah. again. to. Get- you gave me a pass <laughs> on that one, though, because you did say, to be fair, it was it was when it was minus like with right. 30, whatever it was at. And everybody kind of. Of understands that vehicles just start breaking down at that point. This was operator error, though. This one was operator error. Like I should have known better. <laughs> and every time you see somebody do that, right, we're like, "Oh, you missed. Yeah, you, now you, you didn't missed. get close. You just missed. You can't look cool doing that." And now we get to see your whole body as you get out of your vehicle. The whole it's body. Even worse, I think that I tried through the window first because then I'm awkwardly like my whole body is flailing out the window. My body is flailing, just you know, trying to reach for it. And, and then you have to admit defeat. Yeah. And get your body out of the vehicle. And again, Back couldn't even make eye contact. I kept my eyes to the ground as I went yeah, that's the uncool. ticket in shame. That's certified uncool. Thank you. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I was at Costco yesterday and there was someone in the parking lot with a big sign that said recall gone deck. And they were collecting signatures for this recall petition that's going around. Okay. And you and I talked about this petition on the air not that long ago and how uh, the number of handwritten signatures that are required for anything to happen with this it's basically impossibly high yeah but i was like i was curious i was like i wonder if this person would talk to me because i'd like to know you know who it is that would volunteer their time to collect signatures for what seems to be an impossible petition mm-hmm. so i pulled in and i was like hey would you, i work for a radio station would you answer a few questions and the guy said sure okay. so uh, i have the audio here i there's a lot of road noise i hope you can hear this all right but so how did you get hooked up with the recall campaign uh, my wife saw it. Uh, we heard about it. Well, actually, we both heard about it. And last week ago, Saturday, which I think was the 7th, we went downtown to City Hall, signed up on the petition ourselves, mm-hmm. and then got pamphlets so that we had the package. Then there was probably about, I'd say around close to 2,500, 3,000 people there. So there's obviously a lot of people out there. Are you retired? Yeah. Are you? Okay. Have you been active in municipal politics before? Like, have you canvassed or have you no, volunteered for a campaign? No? no. So the mayor is not sitting right with you right now. Specifically, what about her or this or this council? Is it that it's rubbing the you the council, wrong way? The council, to me, it just seems like they, they all follow the mayor like puppies. Uh, she has come across so strong with the uh, climate emergency as soon as she got in. Uh, that was within, I think, within hours of becoming signed in as mayor, sworn in. She doesn't speak of anything that's going on in the city. You know, she's basically, how can I say it politely? It's, she doesn't do anything, she doesn't do anything good for the citizens of Calgary. Which ward do you live in? 14. 14? So who's your counselor? Uh, Demong. Demong. And are you happy with no. with Demong so far? No. No? I was about five years ago, and it's slowly gotten... It, the city council is getting too old school. Mm-hmm. They've all been there too long. We need new blood. We need somebody that's going to make a difference. When Gondick was in city council before, she became mayor because 
She's friends with Nenji. Nenji was starting to slide with his last few years. So she's in there now, and uh, she's just making, making it worse for everybody. I mean, we've got the carbon tax that the feds are hitting us with. Now we've got a 7.4% tax increase on our housing. Mm -hmm. You can't afford housing. I talked to one young guy that came and signed here. He's 39 years old. I'm old, so I'm just about so. And uh, he finally saved up enough money for a uh, deposit on a home. But he can't afford the taxes. So he says, I'm still renting. And that's not fair. Our housing, I mean, Trudeau's already dumped money into uh, our city to build more houses. Has anything happened? No, no, no there's more bureaucracy. More paperwork to sign. I know that the number of signatures that they need to collect for anything to happen with this is almost impossibly high. Are you are you aware of that? Oh yeah. 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 So is this more to to make a statement then? Is it to make a statement? I feel that if we can get this, just my thought, nobody else's, and my wife agrees with me, of course. Uh, it's uh, if we can get the amount of votes people have voted in the last election. I think it's about 170,000. If we can get that on this, that's going to throw one hell of a statement because she didn't get that many votes herself. So that's the perspective of somebody who would spend their afternoons yeah. out collecting signatures for this recall petition. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that while I sat there waiting to talk to this guy, I, I could overhear the discussions between some of the other people who were stopping to sign the petition, and I heard some wild things. Like I heard one guy say that the plan was to send Gondek to China. Okay. And I was like, okay, well, that doesn't make any sense. Nope, so that's... There was a bit of that going on. All right. Um, but the gentleman I talked to himself seemed like a fairly reasonable guy. Yeah. He just, I guess, was looking for an outlet for his frustration with city council, and this this petition is the way that he's chosen to do it. I so, much prefer that than people who sit online and just complain about things without doing anything. I mean, he's so, participating in democracy, absolutely. even if you think that their attempts are futile, yeah. and I guess that's a good thing. It is. Podcast. Becker, you and I are a huge fan of the wheeze laugh. Like, oh. we just love the wheeze. When someone laughs so hard they can't breathe anymore? It's just, it is the most genuine and you can't fake it type of laugh, so every time we hear it, it just, it makes everybody's day, I think. So, we got sent another clip from, I I believe it was Sherry, front of the show Sherry, and she wanted to just, this is amazing. It goes on forever, Aww. too. Yeah, that's really good. So what had happened here is they were trying to paint each other for paint night uh, yeah. as a couple, and so her so husband... A fun date activity. Her husband painted her, and <laughs> it's not good. It's not good, so she starts laughing. I told you why you saw myself back. History Month continues, it's a great time to look back on another prominent black Calgarian, Oliver Bowen. He was a civil engineer with the city of Calgary who later went on to become the architect of Calgary's first sea train system, one of the biggest infrastructure projects the city has ever seen. Oliver 
was born in 1942 in Alberta's Amber Valley, which is about 170 kilometers north of Edmonton. This was one of a few communities in Alberta settled by black people from Oklahoma, Texas, and other southern states. These people moved away from the U.S. looking for a life free from segregation, and they settled in Alberta. Although, unfortunately, they still faced some pushback in Western Canada at the time, too. Bowen was extremely studious and enrolled at the University of Alberta. He graduated in 1965 and before even graduating was offered a job at the city of Calgary. He started as the city's first special projects manager where his job was to design and build roads. He was then promoted many times and eventually he became the manager of light rail transportation where he was responsible for the construction and implementation of a new LRT. He had five years to build the first C-Train line and had a budget of $144 million. The first C-Train line was completed under budget and ahead of schedule. Oliver Bowen passed away in 2000, but his contributions to the city are still helping Calgarians get around by road and rail. As the C-Train line expands, so does Bowen's legacy. In 2009, the city of Calgary paid tribute to Bowen by naming a light rail transit maintenance facility after him, the Oliver Bowen Light Rail Facility in the city's northeast. This has been an Alberta Heritage Moment. You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes, offering affordable customization on your new home. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative, X92.9, Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later. After Hours with Mariah and Ty, a weekly podcast that brings this dynamic duo to another level of awesome and allows you to listen on your own terms. Go behind the curtain and hear the stuff you won't hear on the radio. Like, f- they're going to say f***. Find After Hours with Mariah and Ty wherever you get your podcasts.